uh, looking extremely fit and uh, straight back from training over, the, over at the counter ground. It is uh, my pleasure to welcome to 98 Not Out, Mr. Paul Walter. Yesy, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Okay, so uh, a, day, a day in the gym at Essex. Uh, what day are you doing today? Yeah, just uh, gym and running today and then uh, back to cricket tomorrow. So a bit of a low day, but it's good. And how, how is your fitness? Yeah, it's coming along well. So just kind of where I where I want to be and then everyone's just pushing towards kind of pre-season and getting on pre-season tour and getting ourselves ready for the season. Because it's been a bit of a tricky winter, really. Um, I know a lot of players had, had plans to go abroad. I think you you, you were planning to go to South Africa at one stage, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to go in November and then kind of Omicron hit out of nowhere. So I'm... And then I was thinking about going away after Christmas. I know a few of the lads have gone, um, but I just thought it'd be better for me now to stay here. Yeah. And the season will be here before you know it as well. This time of year always seems to go really quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's like five, I think we've got five more weeks of training and then we're on pre-season tour. So it really does come around quickly. And congratulations, new contract with Essex. Uh, You must be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, obviously I'm delighted to kind of pin down two years. Um, Nice not to... Not to be in your last year of your contracts and kind of get some faith shown in you. So it was obviously um, delighted with that. It's been a good uh, last, you, you made a lot of progress the last few years um, and uh, pretty much established yourself in the, uh, the starting 11. Um, on, would you say more, you're specialising more in white ball or right across the board? Um, I think I've had like a real focus in, um, in red ball cricket. Um, and yeah, I kind of stamped my stamp my spot down. But again, it kind of comes back to every season. Every season's a new season. There's always youngsters coming through that look good, and you do, you kind of just got you got to be performing. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself out of the team. So that's my focus, I think. Essex have got a good uh, track record. They've had it for donkey's years of uh, plucking these kids out of the academy. Who, who have we got to look out for that you that's caught your eye? Yeah, um, I think yeah. like on the on the on the batting front, obviously we've got like Feroz and uh, Rimmers who both got their first hundreds last year. They're looking very good. Um, and then like Dassey's come out of the academy, signed the contract, looking very good. So I think um, loads of people out of the leagues, and um, as you say, like a really good track record and getting the youngsters through. Um, it's like, it's really impressive. It's good to see. And obviously everyone comes in Zessix through and through, and the kind of that's that's the that's the kind of culture that we're we're looking for. That's been pretty tricky for you because you weren't born at Whips Cross Hospital, which seems to be the uh, prerequisite for playing for Essex these days. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, just uh, I just came through came through the kind of Basildon Hospital route. I think that's <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what was your, what was your actual route uh, to uh, to play professional cricket? Where did it all start for you? Um, I, I played a lot of um, Essex age groups and stuff uh, as a youngster, and then. Just struggled with injury and kind of obviously I'm very tall, so it was growing, growing pains, things like that. Kind of fell out of it a little bit and then um, got the opportunity at about 20 years old to get back in, got invited to play some development, Essex development cricket. Um, and then I think stars kind of aligned. Our, our left arm seamers left. We had um, Mills and Toppers at the time. They both left. And I just, I, I seem to remember one game vividly. I was playing at Billericay and um, like the first team were training on the other pitch. And I, I think as I was bowling, Silverwood turned up and just watched an over or two that I bowled. And kind of from there, it was like, I dragged me in and 
um, I had to lose a bit of weight back then, so I had to uh, <laughs> train pretty hard to get myself into some physical condition. But um, yeah, I think I think there's a lot to kind of come through at a later age. There is an element of luck to it and timing, as kind of everything is with sport. No one's ever told me to lose weight, never. <laughs> <laughs> and they shouldn't, and they shouldn't. <laughs> but you were, I, I, when I first clapped, I was you were you were in a football kit. Was was there a football career on the horizon? No, I don't think uh, I don't think there was ever a football career on the cards. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I love football. I still love football now. Avid Arsenal fan. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, just didn't quite have the talent for that. It's a lot of. Um... Essex, I mean, there's obviously the, the West Ham contingent led by Ports, but a uh, fair few Arsenal uh, down the years. Um, right, uh, sorry, Ravi was a big Arsenal fan. Yeah, Ravi's an Arsenal fan, Tendo's an Arsenal fan, um, Harmy's now an Arsenal fan, Tommy Wesley. So, there's, yeah, there's a few of us who are all flying the Arsenal flag, but I think there's a fair few Chelsea and West Ham and all the others. No Paris. No, oh, no palace, I don't think, now, unfortunately. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, few, a few Southern Liverpool fans and Man United fans, which I'm always sceptical about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned Tendo there. Um, do you want to say a few words? Obviously, he's uh, hung up his boots after 350 years playing for Essex. Um, must yeah, have been there. Yeah. quite a thing playing alongside him. Mm, yeah, I think it's going to be a strange for quite a few of us. I think a lot of us um, kind of camp come through during his reign, if you like, um, and kind of really looked up to him in the squad. He's always someone you kind of work in the hardest. He's always there. He knows when, knows when to give an arm around your shoulder, knows when you need a bit of a boot up the backside. So I think obviously from a, from a personal perspective, it'll, it's be weird not having him around. Um, so I, I, th- I guess it's kind of, kind of is just sport, isn't it? And I'm and I'm glad that he got to kind of go out on his own terms, as not many people do in our in our profession. And I wish him all the best, obviously. That's right. He's um, and I think from my dealings with him um, over the years, he's one of cricket's sort of more intelligent people. I mean, he really he really was sort of a thinker of the game as well, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I mean it just shows in how much of a leader and a captain, and obviously took us to first championships and T20s and kind of everything through there so I think I think I don't think you'll speak to any Essex players over the last 10 years that won't speak with respect about Tendo and I think that's a credit to him yeah yeah so um 2022 Essex on a bit of a roll these last few years um quietish last year by their own recent standards but um 2022 looking like you're getting a bit more back on track um one or two new faces in as well um Simon Harmer signed up for a long time uh, what are you expecting or hoping for uh, from this year? Yeah, I think um, obviously last couple last couple of years have been strange with the pandemic and kind of conference system. So I think we're all really looking forward to getting cracking in Div One again. I think I think us playing tough cricket really gets the best out of us. Um, and like maybe that's not necessarily the way to look at it. But I think like when we play the best teams, it just gets the best out of us as a, as a side. And I think. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a real buzz around, um, nice like freshness. Everyone's come back nice and fresh and ready, raring to go. And I think, obviously, we're looking to win it again, and um, that's what we're kind of looking to do. Yeah, I think um, Matt Critchley's a good signing as well. I think that will uh, that will 
maintain uh, the momentum as well. I think it will help kick on to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, exciting signing. And I think it's a real um, kind of scout for Essex. I'm sure he had many offers of where he wants to go. And I think it just shows kind of where the club's at and where we we're trying to head um, the ambition that we've got and signing these kind of guys. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about was um, media. Uh, obviously, we're doing this chat, but I'm an amateur, so you don't need to worry about me. But playing professional sport, uh, and these days, the, the, the pros and cons of social media. Um, you got any views on how, um, is it good or bad? Or what's your, what's your take on social media? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously... It's a tough one because when, you, when you're doing well and people are singing your praises, obviously you can people you can use that and look at it and think, oh, everything's great. And I think when things aren't going well, if you if you're one of those people that likes to actually sit and read things about yourself, obviously you can put yourself in, into a bit of a hole. So I think it's up it's up to the individual how they want to use it. I, I personally um, I, li- I like social media for that aspect of keeping up with friends and seeing what friends are doing and um, that sort of thing. Um, I tend to steer away from it when I'm playing. Just, again, don't need to read read what people are saying about me if I've had a bad game or um, chased the wide one and nicked off. <laughs> the last thing I need to do is come home and read about it. But um, yeah, it, I think it's each to their own. I do think there's, there's probably, especially kind of, it's probably slightly less in cricket, but in football, obviously, it's, it can, can be a really tough place for those guys when they make a mistake. And I, I think having some sort of accountability on there and not just being able to say whatever you want to someone um, and get away with it. I think, I think every sportsman would be, would be happy with that. So I don't know. I, I think the world's got to catch up. It's got no legislation, nothing really in place for social media. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's got to catch up. Now, um, Playing for Essex is all well and good, but um, you do occasionally these days get to grace the Lords of Essex over at uh, Bluntswall Road. Um, Biddrickie was where is your home club. Uh, and um, disappointing last couple of seasons, um, but uh, there seems to be a renewed buzz around the club. There's a bit of restructuring going on, one or two new faces coming in. Um, and, um, and and you're involved as well with the, with the, the, the goings on uh, right now. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you're uh, chipping in at Biddrickie. Yeah, I think um, I think it's an exciting time for the club. I think we've got a really good crop of young kind of cults coming through, and I think it's a, re- a really good community club, and it's a kind of big hub of the town. And um, they, I mean, my my all of my memories from playing cricket as a kid come from playing at Billericay and the kind of friendships I made. Um, and I, and to be honest, without that, I don't know whether I would have played all the way through and made it to a professional level. You kind of the friends you make and everything so I think uh, for me I just want to kind of give back as a little bit as I can obviously I've got a little bit of knowledge about the game which I can pass on to some of the youngsters um, and yeah mate hopefully play one or two but I mean if I'm not playing it means I'm, I'm playing for Essex so uh, that'll be good but I think yeah it's just important to try and give back and um, really try and like push the Colts forward um, and create like a really good buzz around around the place. Yeah, that Colts um, is the product of something that was put in place probably about 10 years ago. Um, and, and we're now sort of seeing it come into fruition. And as you say, there's uh, there's more than a handful of exciting young prospects there, both with bat, ball and, and with gloves as well, isn't there? 
Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it's kind of nice when you when you get age groups together and they kind of all come through together. That's how you kind of create a, a club environment. And kind of we, we had it um, back, when I, back when I was younger, uh, <laughs> a while ago now. And then I, um, it kind of does just go in little phases. So I think the, the way you kind of keep clubs thriving and, and keep them going is to get a good group of people coming through year in, year out, playing with each other and kind of spending time with each other off the pitch. And I, kind of, I think that's how you can really ju judge the success of a club. Well, hopefully we get uh, promoted back up to the Premier uh, Division this this year and uh, can lock horns again with the, the great and the good at Wanstead and Brentwood and et cetera, et cetera. So growing up, actually, now I'll tell you what, now, who is who is uh, your cricketing hero? Who's who's the person you most like? Uh, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good question, I think. Um... I thought about this a lot and then I think it kind of evolved as I as I kind of got a bit older. So I think when I was when I was really young, I loved loved Flintoff. Just like kind of like an exhibition kind of Peterson, like those sort of players. Um and then kind of as as I've got a little bit older and um kind of got into the game, like kind of my heroes now would be somebody like a Tendo or a Alistair Cook. And I think that's more kind of watching their work ethic, how they go about it and the kind of the people that they are. And I think that's what's something I want to strive to be. I think, um, obviously, you always get judged for what you do on the pitch, but I think a real a real kind of thing I want is to lead the game and and have real friendships and um, experiences that will last a lifetime. And who's your best mate in, in the world of cricket? Yeah, again, we're all really good friends. I, um, I've got Michael Pepper that lives with me. Um, He's away at the moment, but um, he's in he's in with me, so he's probably up there. And then, uh, to be honest, we've got we've got so tight with all of the lads; it'd be hard to pick yeah. pick people out. To be honest, yeah. Uh, last couple of questions: who uh, who's in charge of the music on the team bus or in the dressing room? Do you have music going? Yeah, we do have. I think Simon Harmer gets on the music a fair amount. He's um, interesting DJ. No, he's he's decent, <laughs> but. Um, I think, I, don't, I, I think there's so there's so many different genres in the dressing room. I don't think you're ever going to keep people happy. I uh, we got we got kind of like the rap contingent. Like I love I love a bit of rap music before we go out, and you've got the kind of mellow tunes of the other of the other half of the dressing room. So I think whoever's on it's got a bit of a poison chalice there. No Barry Manilow fans. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard Barry Manilow yet, but who knows? You ne I mean, you never can rule it out. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Brilliant uh, talking to you, mate. And um, look forward to seeing you uh, back out on the pit. Have you stopped growing, by the way? Yeah, just about, I think. Just growing <laughs> outwards now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul Walter, Essex, and more importantly, Billericay Cricket Club. Uh, many thanks for joining us here on 98 and out. No worries. Cheers.